This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 313. When I start out without my essence energy, I feel I don't feel as physically present. True. When I get my essence energy before I start something, when I get into that feeling, and then, of course, there are times when I feel myself shifting out. But when I know what my essence energy is, I can just shift back in. So if I'm in a conversation with a potential client and I've gotten into my essence energy and all of a sudden maybe they say things like, oh, well, I can't sign up with you till the fall, right? Now, now it doesn't bother me. But in those moments, I was like, right. oh, I wanted this client now, you know, right. So I would feel myself start to get like nervous or fearful or frustrated or attached to the outcome, attached to the outcome. So those are the feelings. So I would get back. I would just gently take a breath, get back into my essence energy of tender exuberance, which in that energy, I'm here to serve. Doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter what the outcome is. I'm just really here to serve this person. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. We are going to talk about the important aspect of the energy that you bring into your marketing conversations and a secret weapon of doing some market research conversations to fill your business. All this and more with our fabulous guest, Master Certified Coach, Karen Capello. I'll tell you more about that in just a second. Welcome, welcome, and gosh, happy November. As this show goes live, I want to do a special shout out to my son, Daniel, who is celebrating a birthday tomorrow and is such a joy in my life that I wanted to be sure that I take a moment to send warm wishes his way. As we think about our coaching journey and the different things that we need to think about in growth as a coach, first of all, I dealt with that in last week's show around our evolution as a coach. And I just want to make a quick note that the first episode that went out about that, um, the sound was bad in it. And I apologize for that. We redid the episode. It is up and available. So if you tried to listen to episode 313 and it was annoying, please revisit it and learn all about your evolution as a coach. And I am so sorry for the hiccup there. As we think about the kinds of things that we need to learn and grow as a coach, that involves continuing to build our skills. And then we want to be able to build thriving businesses so that we can make a living doing the very thing that we love. And that is what my guest and I are going to talk about today. Karen Capello is a master certified coach, a board certified coach. She's a business and executive coach. And through her 
working with people around communications and being a motivational speaker and a coach trainer, she really collaborates with other people to promote highly beneficial business outcomes. Now, a huge part of that is us being aware of what's the energy that we are bringing into the conversations that we have with others. And Karen's going to introduce us to something today called Essence Energy. She has over 30 years experience and expertise in business management, in financial planning, and higher education. And she has brought that broad-based background into her work with her coaching clientele. Karen's level of evidence is evidenced by her former chief learning officer position with the International Coach Academy out of Australia, with her work with Ford Motor Company in their executive leadership program, and leaders from the World Health Organization. She is dynamic, she is excited to help coaches thrive, and I'm excited to introduce you to her. So let's go to my interview with Master Certified Coach, Karen Capello. Karen Capella, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am so excited to be spending time with you today. Uh, thank you, Meg. Me too. And this conversation is going to be one of my favorite ones. I just know it is. We're going to be talking about really important aspects about how, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel to market and build our business. We have the coaching skills. We promise you we can bring those forward. Karen's expertise is exactly that. We're going to be diving into that. Would love to start first, though, Karen, with what lights you up about the work that you do? Uh, one of the things I love is that um, for the for the most part, many coaches love to coach, but they really do not like the, the idea of promoting themselves or doing marketing or sales or anything like that. And I what lights me up is helping coaches understand that they can use all of their talents, their genius talents to make money. Because here's the thing, coaching is priceless. We know this, but we've got to put a price on it. And many coaches come from a background of leadership, of six figures, of lots of perks, come into coaching, they're by themselves in their office and they get a little frozen and concerned and I want to, what lights me up and what makes me get up in the morning is to help coaches pay, get charged, charge what they're worth, get paid what they want, and have this amazing, same amazing lifestyle they had in corporate in their coaching job now. Beautiful. Whose ears are not absolutely perked up right now, ready to go, ready to learn your magic sauce. We are so excited to do that. You know, and as a master certified coach, you certainly know about coaching presence and the coaching partnership. And so this is, this is not like, you know, you're coming out of left field, no idea what coaching is. <laughs> you absolutely know about the process of coaching, about the value of the coaching partnership. And so what we're going to do today is 
lean into those skills, lean into what coaching is all about and figure out how do we bring that coaching presence into our marketing? So with that, where do we want to begin today? Well, I want to begin with when I began my coaching journey and how I discovered this. So um, I was doing speaking engagements. I'm the oldest of six kids uh, and the oldest of three kids at uh, two years old. So I never got a lot of attention when I was a child. So I love to speak. And speaking is kind of my passion in addition to coaching. So when I started my business, I thought, well, I'm just going to go speak to all of these groups in town and talk to them about what coaching is and the benefits of it. So as I was going to each engagement, I was thinking, you know, what could I do to keep my own energy strong, which is part of the presence, right? What could I do? And I had songs that I would play. In these days, there were cassette tapes and you could repeat the song. Um, And so I did that and I did pretty well. And I stumbled on something that I wanted to, to share here. There was an energy that I felt when I was completely present. And I actually started thinking about what was that? And I labeled this my essence energy. And that was my energy when I was like really on fully present in front of the room. So with, so I labeled my essence energy and my essence energy turns out to be tender exuberance. So I feel this sense of love and tenderness, but I'm also very exuberant. So on my way to these speaking engagements, I would get into this energy of tender exuberance. I would get into the feeling of that. And when I got into the room, I felt really strong. And the funny thing was, like, I didn't have any fancy marketing. This is back in 2002. I just said at the end, if you want to talk to me about coaching, let me know. And people were calling me. They were letting you know. Were calling me. So I realized that energy and presence had a lot to do with marketing. And if I could be in that essence energy, I wouldn't need too much more. Love that. Now let's rewind a little bit and say, how did you get into that energy space as you were getting ready to walk into these speaking engagements? Right. So I would ask myself some questions. So I asked myself a question like, what is my energy when I feel most alive? What, what, how would I describe my energy when I was fully present? So I thought back to times when I was fully present, what was that energy I was feeling? And, you know, I've been, I was a hospice volunteer. And um, when I was sitting with the, with people who were dying, I think it's complete honor. I would feel this sense of tenderness, of love, but a little bit of exuberance and kind of excitement for what they were going to find right. once they left their physical bodies. Um, I, When I was with my like nieces and nephews, what was that feeling that I was feeling? When I was with my sweetie, how did I feel in his presence? You know, So I started thinking about that feeling and I could feel it actually in my body. Now I labeled mine that way, but um, it doesn't matter if you, I mean, anyone who wants to know their essence energy, you don't have to label it. Um, I had one person say to me, my essence energy is tulip and like the flower. And I thought, okay, that's great. Because when she says that word, her body 
feels that feeling. And in that feeling, I am most alive. And I'm not concerned about if somebody's going to hire me or not, or if they like what I'm wearing, or if I say too many ums, like whatever those things are that I'm nervous about when I'm in right. front of the room. When I'm in my essence energy, none of that matters. I love the fact that you took the time to go within, ask yourself those powerful questions. You evoked your own awareness about this isn't just this unknown, untangible thing. It actually is building inside of me. It is something I can tap into, but I've got to take the time to become aware of it. And I think that sometimes we just don't slow down and do that inner work so Mm -hmm. that that becomes something that we can actually utilize and tap into. Thoughts? Absolutely. So if we, so when I start out without my essence energy, I feel, I don't feel as physically present. True. When I get my essence energy before I start something, when I get into that feeling, and then of course, there are times when I feel myself shifting out. But when I know what my essence energy is, I can just shift back in. So if I'm in a conversation with a potential client and I've gotten into my essence energy and all of a sudden, maybe they say things like, oh, well, I can't sign up with you till the fall, right? Now, now it doesn't bother me. But in those moments, I was like, oh, I wanted this client now, you know, right? So I would feel myself start to get like nervous or fearful or frustrated or attached to the outcome, attached to the outcome. So those are the feelings. So I would get back, I would just gently take a breath, get back into my essence energy of tender exuberance, which in that energy, I'm here to serve. Doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter what the outcome is. I'm just really here to serve this person. So that energy starts coming through. And, you know, obviously it's kind of a, an oxymoron because once that energy comes through, the person actually does want to work with me and start even earlier because I'm in that energy. And you're completely allowing the moment to happen and not that that. Any kind of desperation or need actually sends off a vibe that is not magnetic. So when you're able to tap back into, I'm here to serve, I'm here to to just offer, that is far more magnetic. And like you said, isn't that ironic? The minute we care less, and it's not like we care less, but that we shift the focus of our caring, it actually becomes more magnetic to the person we're talking to. And not only magnetic, the thing is, when I'm out of my essence energy, Mm -hmm. the person I'm talking to doesn't even see the real me. They don't see that coach. So I might think it's a rejection, but actually it's not. It's a rejection of someone that isn't even me, which is a good sign. Because when you get into coaching and you bring your real self in, then you want that person to have signed up with your real self. That's, that's the amazing thing that happens is we sometimes as coaches, because we're nervous, because we care so much about the sale, we are not even showing up as who we truly are in that coaching session. So isn't it great? Doesn't matter if somebody rejects who we're truly not, because that's not who we are anyway. 
what a powerful reframing of the truth. So, Mm -hmm. so valuable. So I'm thinking about when we bring our true essence into marketing, one of the things that you talked about was speaking and really being in that essence when you speak so that people see the real Karen. What are Mm -hmm. other ways that you see coaches bringing their true presence and essence into marketing? Yes. So, um, so there are lots of different ways. I mean, we, all of us coaches, we have all of these great self-development activities, right? We have EFT, we have assessments that we've done. We, we have so many different ways, meditation, um, all kinds of things, mindfulness, things that coaches do all the time. So I would say to each coach, whatever it is that is best for you, that is quickest for you, go ahead, experiment with it. Some things I really like, I like leveraging my time. So there is this music called 528HZ. It's 528 hertz. And it will um it will help your frequency to be to be strong, which will help your essence energy. And there's many free videos and audios on YouTube where you can use those uh those vid- audios really it's a it's a video but it gives the audio to uh, align your energy so that you feel your essence energy. Um, a lot of people, a lot of coaches like to run. I had a, I'm not, I'm not a runner. Uh, if I ran, it would make me extremely tired. It would not get me into my essence energy. But I had a coaching partner years ago. If she didn't run every day, she would get cranky. Mm-hmm. So for her running, put her into her essence energy. Um, memories a lot of times can put us and and I'm using essence energy and full presence kind of Mm -hmm. almost interchangeably here but a lot of times memories like if you have a memory that you really cherish like I there's a memory I have of my father who has passed many years ago and it was on his um, 50th birthday we had this big thing my aunt's basement in Chicago with this big party and everyone was having a few drinks. And when my father had a few drinks, he got very sentimental. So I remember walking up to him and saying, you know, um, this is so great, such a great party. And he, he took my face in his hands and he said, I love you. And I said, well, yes, thank you. I love you too. And he looked at me and there were tears in his eyes. And he goes, no, you can't possibly know, ever know how much I love you. And see, I get teary now, even thinking of that moment of being loved in a way that I couldn't even possibly receive it. So that's, that puts me into a tender exuberant space in a heartbeat. So whatever those memories are that bring you fully present, that you would like to have like a whole lifetime of those that brings essence, energy and full presence. Love that. So you work with lots of coaches to really get their businesses to a place that they can thrive as a coach. They can bring their impact into the world and you help them understand to tap into their essence energy. What are some of the activities beyond speaking that you've seen coaches successfully employ through their marketing to begin to, because we talked about using the essence once you have that discovery call. What if you're trying to 
to grow your presence in the community, to build that credibility and visibility. What are some things that coaches have done that have worked with you that have that have really allowed them to increase their exposure? Yeah, great question. So here's the thing. I want to say this is an overarching principle. Coaches, do not do anything in your marketing that takes you out of your essence energy. I'm going to say that like super. If somebody made a million dollars with some strategy and you don't resonate with it, don't do it because it will not work for you. Okay. So that's, that's like the main thing. So we do, we, I do these groups called quick start intensives. And what we do is we give the coaches a menu of options and say, which one of these feel right for you. So some people do not like speaking. I love speaking. Some people would rather write. Okay, go ahead and write. Um, Some people would rather speak. But one thing that I have found that is a game changer and big thing that will help coaches get out of their um, immediate people and move out uh, into marketing is using market research conversations to connect to their ideal clients. That sounds juicy. It's so, it's really so great, Meg, because here's the thing. If we go out and ask people, you know, do you want to have like a discovery session or do you want to find out if coaching is good for you? People are like looking the other way. They're running the other way. They really don't understand it. I always say if people understood what coaching was, they'd be running toward it, but they don't. And they think we're trying to sell them something and all of this. So it doesn't really work. But if we say to somebody, look, I'm starting up a new offer in my business and I'm looking for opinions. I'm looking for opinions of people I trust to help me decide. I'm looking for feedback if this is any good or not. Would you be willing to give me feedback? People love giving their opinion. Now, I got to say, I do a lot of stuff on Facebook. I put out of all the posts I put out, which have beautiful insights, great information, amazing content. The post I got the most comments and likes on was a few years ago, I was going to Prague for the ICF conference. And I put a picture of two carry-on luggage pieces and said, which one of these do you think I should take? No kidding. Oh my gosh. Hundreds of likes and comments and everything. That is such a hoot. Right. So people want to give their opinion. Mm-hmm. So if I say to you, hey, Meg, um, you know, I'm I've, I've got this new offer in my business or I've just started this coaching business. I'm looking for some feedback. Could I ask you some questions for about 20 minutes? Because you're someone I trust and um, you're a leader and you you could I think you could give me some really good feedback. What do you make say? it safe? Make it easy. Of course. And make that person feel valued because you want right. their input. So everyone says yes. You know, 99% of the people will say sure. So then we get on a call and we ask them questions about our offer. And this is again like a coaching session. We want to spend 80% of our time asking them questions, 20% of our time acknowledging them and 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 um you know 
that's really what, so what really we want to like give them 80% of the time to give us their feedback. And we do. We, yeah. And, and, we do. and to ask those questions to really invite what they're really get that juicy feedback. Huh? Right. So we ask some questions like, and we can ask it in the third person so they don't feel put on the spot. So right. I could say, you know, Hey Meg, what do you think leaders, what do you think are the three biggest challenges for leaders today? in the corporate world, if I'm a leadership coach, right, you can give me those challenges. And I could say something like, well, um, you know, those are great challenges. With those challenges, um, what do you think is at stake for these leaders? Like if they don't meet these challenges, if they don't get these solved, what could happen? And then they could tell you what could happen. Like, for instance, one of my coaches who was in manufacturing, she worked with manufacturing leaders and she asked this question and the company said, um, we're having a really big problem with scrap on our manufacturing lines. And um, she said, well, how much is that costing the company every month? Now, this was a company that had different sites. It was costing them $300,000 a month. Wow, that's a pretty piece of change. Over $3 million a year. So she said, well, if you could get this solved, you know, you could save $300,000 a month. Mm -hmm. um, and and if even if we started with one site and then we could move it out, would that be interesting to you? And the person's like, yeah, that would be really be interesting, really be interesting to leaders. So then you could ask a question like, um, if we could get this solved, what do you think is a range that companies would be willing to pay for this? Now, you've already uncovered a $300,000 monthly problem. Right. So now the person's saying, well, you know, I mean, to, to get that problem solved, we'd be willing to spend ten dollars or $20,000 easily to start mm -hmm. solving this problem. So now you've been through this conversation. And now um, a couple other questions like, what do you think it would take to have it solved? How many months do you think we need to work together? You ask them all these questions. Now at the end, they're thinking, well, gee, I do have this problem. Some of them say, you say, well, thank you for your information. I, I, this is going to help me with my offer. And they might say, well, gee, can you work with me? Because I do have this problem and I do have this need. We had one coach who was doing all, she was trying to get discovery sessions from this group from, and she was going on and on and on. And people were saying they were getting into the session. And then at the end they were going, well, I don't have enough money to work with you or whatever. She changed to market research conversations and got into those instead. And for five weeks straight, she got a new client every week. Wow. So people love this. And then at the end of this conversation, you want to ask the question, who else's feedback should I get for this offer? What other leaders do you know that should be included in this feedback? Now, it's easy for people to refer you because it's only about giving feedback. Right. And then they could say, well, talk to Susie. And then what I recommend is you ask them to write an introduction e email to Susie. Hi, Susie. Karen is doing, you know, she's doing some research on leaders you're a leader of a team. I think you would be able to give her some great information. Karen and Susie, take it from here. Now, if they write that email, 
I have the email. I can follow up with that person. Right. So not only am I doing my market research conversations with people I already know, warm, warm, warm. We do not do any cold marketing. But now they're giving me the next level of people I can talk to. Who are now warm because they've been attached to you by a warm person. Right. So this is the way to approach people where it's not salesy. You're using all of your coaching skills of listening, of acknowledging. I do recommend that if the person's okay with it, that you record the session and just let them know, I want to get this transcribed so I can put this all together in my marketing. Because it's feedback for my business, right? Right, for my business. I won't go anywhere else. Then after you record it, you can get it transcribed. And after you do about a dozen of these, you're going to start to see patterns. You're going to start to hear the same. Like if one problem shows up seven out of 10 times or seven out of 12 times, now you can say, okay, these are the kind of things I want to start talking about in my marketing because these are the top challenges. This is what I want to create my program to address. These are This is the wording that my ideal clients and their referral sources are using So, so many times coaches go, well, what should I say on my website? They're going to give you your, if the wording comes out, the phrase comes out five times, use those phrases on your website. These market research conversations using all of your coaching skills can make a huge difference in everything you do. Absolutely. So you are actually getting the words specifically from your audience that you know speaks to your audience because it comes out of their mouths. And and for anybody who's listening who's like, oh, this works great for leadership, but I'm a life coach or I'm a relationship coach. I would say it works the exact, let's say you work with stay-at-home dads um, and you, you know, that that same concept works. Everything Karen just said would work for any population I could think of. Do you, mm-hmm. anything you want to add to that? I totally agree. And I did these conversations a few years, maybe about five years back. And I'm a high achiever. So I scheduled 22 market research conversations within a three-week period, had all these conversations. and And I'll tell you what happened. The amount that people were willing to pay was nowhere near what I wanted to charge. And I went back to my coach and I said, oh, you know, I can't, I can't do this. And she said, well, what about a group program? Would the pricing be in there? And I looked at it and I found the sweet spot of pricing for a group program. I put it out to my mailing list using the, the, the phrases that everybody used. And within a month, I had seven people in my group program. Boom. Now, here's the thing. Of those seven people, only two of them came from the market research conversations. The rest came from hearing the wording that came from conversations. Oh, so good, Karen. No, it works. I've proven the concept. And yes, it works for any type of coaching. If you're coaching, you know, stay-at-home dads, you could say, what are the what are the biggest challenge, three biggest challenges of stay-at-home fathers? Um, what's at stake? I mean. If they, if they don't get these challenges right. solved, you use the same. Ex- and there are a bunch more questions, Meg. We have a whole protocol for this, but I'm just giving you the Right. Heart. And I so appreciate that. I know that it's, it's, it was just so valuable. So as we, as we, 
are getting close to the end of our time together already. Boy, has it flown. Uh, Anything else that we really want to think about when we get back to being centered in bringing your coaching presence or your essence into these conversations? Um, We didn't specifically say it, but obviously, if you're doing these market research calls, you you are in your essence. You are in that energy Mm. when you go into these calls. What have we left on the table, if anything? Oh, a thousand things, but right. you know, um, this is a really good, solid start, Meg. I really think so. And I don't want to say too much more because um, I'd like every coach to go in, every coach that's listening, even if you've been coaching for a while and you don't have a full practice, or if you've been coaching for a while and you want to get a waiting list going, whatever that is, go through the next few weeks and just schedule as many market research conversations with your ideal clients or those who can introduce you. Get in your essence energy, your full presence, have those conversations, look at the patterns. I don't want you to do anything else because we have so many things on our mind and and everything can get very complex. This is a very simple strategy, one strategy that I want you to start with, and then you can take the next steps. So, so good. Karen, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, my website is karencapello.com. And I think you're going to have that website. We will have that link in the show notes for this episode. But if you want to learn more about market research conversations, I actually have a digital online self-paced program. And it's at Coaches Quick Start Digital. So you'll get the whole protocol and you get a ton more stuff, but um, it will give you the exact protocol for these market research conversations. So important. Thanks for taking time to share with the Star Coach audience about these important, I think it makes our marketing that much closer to doable and maybe even enjoyable, may I say. Right. Be yourself in your marketing. Don't be somebody else because then you're going to bring in clients who are looking for somebody else. So important. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Meg. So I wonder after listening to this interview, what your essence energy might be. I encourage you to think about it and apply it to your conversations with others. If you'd like to know more about Karen and the work that she does, go to starcoachshow.com slash 313, starcoachshow.com slash 313. And in the show notes, you can link up with Karen through the links for her. My conversation with Karen continues in our member community where Karen talks about the question that she is often asked about how to do discovery calls with clients. If you'd like to know more about the member community, check out our homepage at starcoachshow.com. Next week, I'm introducing you to one of the youngest credentialed coaches that I've ever met. Tim Harrison is going to be talking about his passion in being one of the youngest credentialed coaches on the planet, what he does in his not-for-profit organization, and how he uses his coaching to connect with others. 
It's a really exciting interview. I'm excited to introduce you to him. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.